This Geeks with Kids episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash geekswithkids. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Fourteen four modem, and I was like, oh. "Yeah, <laughs> just speed and speed and speed." And now, yeah. Well, the whole yeah. idea of speed, when you could tell that you had speed, was look at Duke Nukem or Doom can play really, really fast on my well, exactly. Yeah, it was back then. It was I can download uh, a J or sorry, back then it would have been a bitmap or a GIF of Jenny McCarthy from some yes. random. Uh, BBS faster than anybody else can. Yeah. Only took an hour to get one picture of Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, remember that so when you wanted weird. like, yeah, it had to be like line by line yeah. by line. Well, oh. The best thing is she was hot even when she was grainy because most of those images were grainy back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then the like the, like the screensavers you could download screensavers. Oh, I had the Simpsons one. That one was a lot of fun. And there was a Star Wars one. Or that you could download the sounds and, and, and put macros to all your keys. So you hit a, yeah. hit a button and R2 would ring, you know, say something. It hit something else and there was a blaster sound. And that was supposed to be cool. Yeah. I had yeah. a, uh, I think they called it like um, Star Wars Screen Workshop or something. It was just yeah. this program that someone got me for Christmas one year, but it had all sorts of, like, Jawas would come and steal all the icons. Yes! Or Stormtroopers would, like, shoot across your screen and stuff like that. And they looked like Minecraft cool. characters. But the problem yeah. was, it was so advanced at the time that it slowed my computer right down whenever <laughs> it... <laughs> the prices we nerds pay. Yeah... Speaking of which, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Geeks with Kids, your weekly podcast that talks about everything geeky and parenty. I'm your host tonight, uh, Aaron, and back with us uh, this week is Mark. How's it going, Mark? It's going excellent. How about you, Aaron? I'm doing uh, doing as well as can be expected with the daylight savings time change. <laughs> you lose an hour, and it really does suck almost like a year of your life away from you, especially especially with kids. But we kind of lucked out that um, Mercury is dealing with it pretty well. He slept in, but uh, yeah, like poor Figs, she's like fighting through her teething phase right now. She's cut six teeth. And it's to the point now to get the kid to, like, sleep at night because she's, she's so uncomfortable right now. Children's Tylenol is a lifesaver. She actually slept for a few hours last night. So, yeah, it's 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 actually going really well, though. On March break, so just had to dig out of snow again. Did you get a lot of snow up uh, in your neck of the woods? or We have, like, maybe two and a half inches. Oh, you're so lucky. We've got... I, I actually didn't go. I worked from home today, which is part of the joy of my current job, is I can do that. But it was... It's because Mississauga was inundated, and that's where I work. But yeah. out here, we had like... No, I sh- I sh- took me five minutes to shovel the driveway. It was pretty awesome. So it was, it was one of those yeah. good snowed-in days. Oh, nice. Right on. So um, so was it a uh, Irish coffee kind of day, or...? It was a feed up on the Ottoman drinking. Actually, I didn't have a coffee until like two o'clock. But yeah, no, I was watching episodes of what was it on Netflix in the background. I was watching Bondi Inc., which is like L.A. Oh, Inc., but on Bondi Beach. But in, in Australia, Australia. Yeah. I saw that for like the first time last night on my uh, Netflix scroll, and I was like, that could be a lot of fun. How is it? It's not bad. It's not bad. Again, it's really. Ju- I'm. I love tattoos. I don't have any, but I've always liked the art form. Yeah. And, uh, but it's. It gets a little too dramatic after a while. Like they go for the reality TV thing, and oh, eventually you yeah. just sort of get to the. Oh, just shut up and show me more cool art. <laughs> <laughs> just show me some sort of like naked person on a on another person kind of thing. <laughs> I will actually give them credit because being at 
Bondi Beach, they could have very easily just gone for the um, let's show half-naked bikini babes all the time, and they don't. Right. That's not so. That's pretty pretty impressive that it's not like that. So it's just all done in good taste. Nice. It's mostly in good taste, other than that it's a dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of bad. Does it feel like that they're just doing it for the numbers, like for the ratings, just to like, like it's totally fake drama, like totally, Um, totally fed by the producers? Yeah, it definitely feels kind of faked, unfortunately, but is what it is. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out because I I did like LA Inc. I was a, I I kind of, that was one of my guilty pleasures back in the day. I would have it on in the background as I was falling asleep and uh, yeah. Who was it? Yeah, that was a great show too. You know? You know, I wouldn't. Although t- again, same thing got really, got really dramatic eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. All right, and uh, also back with us uh, tonight is James. Welcome back, James. Thank you for having me. Hey. So, what's new with you? How you been? Pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm refusing to talk to Mark because uh, we got 30 centimeters of snow and. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just yeah. keeps coming and coming and coming. You shovel the driveway, walk back out, you turn around, and you go, why do I even bother? Yeah, is it this still is like snowing the... down there? Oh, it it's is. still going, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it hasn't really tapered off. It was so weird. It just started uh, at about, we went out to start uh, the first round at about 10 o'clock this morning. And, oh, that was fun, trying to get my snow uh, blower working. The throttle was busted. And... Yeah, so it wouldn't throttle up or anything like that. So I basically had to MacGyver a piece of string around it to get it to work. And as I'm just finally getting the snowblower up to speed, Sarah's already shoveled like half the driveway. And she's like, come on. (laughs) But, um, oh, yeah, she loves shoveling the she loves shoveling the driveway. It's like therapy for her. Sure. But, um, yeah, no, she, uh, totally like one up to me there, but it, uh, it took a while to get the, uh, to get the snow, uh, to get the snow removed and it tapered off at that point. And then at about like two o'clock this afternoon, I looked outside again and it's like, uh, all the progress has pretty much been, um, pretty much removed. <laughs> it's everything that you've yeah. done, all that work. Yeah. It's, uh. But I guess we really can't complain because, well, we've had, like, three snowstorms this year. Not even. Like, like, nothing compared to this. Yeah. This was actually light and fluffy as opposed to that really, really wet and heavy stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to complain too much. But, uh, yeah, yeah, just thinking about you guys sitting at home and I actually (laughs) want to work. Yep. Well, you know, the price to pay, I guess. (laughs) But I guess it's a, a lot better than I used to have to travel four hours one way yes yeah you didn't have to be on a go train or anything uh, today at all so and the the roads march break everybody's off the road so you move pretty quick yeah that's awesome all right so we're gonna be talking about i james and i were kind of already talking about it a little bit mark have you seen uh, the new logan movie yet no i haven't but i've watched the trailers about 87 times each yeah Okay, so we can talk um, without spoilers right now because I think um, some of the topics and some of the things that we'll t- like we'll be discussing kind of revolve around it a little bit, but I don't think we have to get into depth about anything really with the movie. But uh, we will lead off with just James. What was your reaction to uh, the Logan movie? Well, I think as we were talking, the first five minutes, you kind of sit back and go. This is the Wolverine that we've been wanting for 17 years. Yep. You know, you've, you've, it basically sets the tone. It's the character as he was written in all his bloodlust and you know, in violence and no holds barred. We've seen the character interact with, you know, and, and, and use the claws. This is a character that the whole idea is he's a guy that gets in close personal and mm-hmm. and bloody. Oh and yeah. We never really saw that even in his own personal movies. I think the closest we ever really got to that was probably the uh Wolverine the, the Wolverine uh when he was fighting the ninjas and it was a little bit more darker but still not it was always 
Bloodless. Yeah. To an was, extent. Now was that one PG thirteen or did that out? They were that, all PG thirteen up until this yeah. one. Uh, and it, and, and this it's is definitely the last showed. one that just kind of went. You know, had it been everything from from the X twenty three character, all the interactions, everything that they did. You you kind of sit back afterwards and goes you know your your mouth is open you're watching, you're going, this is fantastic and then at a certain point you're like, man this is really really dark, mm-hmm. but it, but you're enjoying the heck out of it because yeah. you hadn't seen it, and, and maybe to their credit, we've had the Wolverine we've had the X Men movies we've had the the various interactions you know say what you will, most of the X Men movies have been pretty good. The Wolverine movies have been uh, what they were. Yeah, I like with like Wolverine Origins, uh, uh, X Men Origins. Oh man, that was that was sloppy. Um, Yeah, that's the word for it. Sloppy. Yeah, that's something we can kind of sloppiness in the X Men franchise has been kind of its trademark. Yeah, certain things. Yeah, we'll get into Um, that. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later on because I think that's going to be a good. I think that's going to be a good point for us to discuss. But um, um, I think this is, you know, when you when you get down and, and to have Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman both say, you know what, we're done. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll agree, and, and Mark, when you finally see it, this was like the mic drop moment. We mm-hmm. can't do any better. Don't ask us to come back. This is this is the correct way to end. Yeah the runs of these two actors as the characters. Yeah, it definitely felt like this was the encore. <laughs> like we've already done uh, we've already done the main show. Uh, this is it. We're we're not coming out and playing another we're not doing another set after this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is the who break the drums, break the guitars. Yep. Walk off stage. Yep. Lit on fire. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. all done. Burn it. Burn it all down. Um, and, and as an audience, you know, it, it's exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah, it really did surprise me. And, um, especially because I was so moved by the end of the movie. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was tearing up by the end and it's, you know, exactly where it's going to go. But then like, there's that's just that, like that one last, that one last moment just before the end there where it's just like, oh, like, like if oh yeah like if you've got a like if you if you've got a of the sorry go ahead yeah like if you've got like a little girl um that you that you love in your life at home and uh like that that ending is just gonna kill you you're just gonna so mark when you go bring a bring a big box of um (laughs) of no name of no name tissues (laughs) now most importantly don't bring your kids Oh my no, goodness! No, Did you tried to bring their kids in? Oh, were they thinking it was like the other X Men movies hey, that I saw, weren't rated I saw R? Eight year olds in Deadpool. Now this is an R rated movie. You know the parents will buy the tickets for whatever, and then they walk in with their kids, or they'll just buy the tickets and walk in, and nobody's stopping them. Yeah, you know, because it's 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 rated R, but they're not stopping the kids. I end up sitting there going, everybody has told you this is the language. The v- level of violence, and there's still people that just say, "Well, you know, it's a Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie." The first, the first three minutes, it's it's like no, this uh, is very clearly not for kids at all. It's like it's like the first sixteen years of the X Men movie franchise was uh, just an extension of the animated uh, TV show. This is like. This is like the <laughs> like the down and dirty like, like IDW comics like not IDW but um uh what is it was it image was the marvel was the hardcore marvel one for a while marvel, or marvel knight marvel knight marvel yeah Knights. yeah, yeah well, there was just like dark. oh like very dark and hardcore like um and just like they 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 like if if that's what you were raised on and you came into this movie, like, like you would probably just feel the blood just like drain into your ankles at like the first five minutes of this movie. Like it was amazing. And yeah, probably they set the tone. And said, this is this forget everything else. You know about the character. Yep. <laughs> no costumes. 
Nope. To the to a greater extent, it was like very few other characters. It was it was it's a very character driven storyline without a lot of characters. There's not a lot of players in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's I guess a good thing though. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. I feel like a lot of the movies are starting to get a little too bulky. There. Well, how many characters mm-hmm. can we cram into a movie? X Men Apocalypse is a first is a perfect example of. Well, we need an appearance of this character and this character and this character and this character. He has two lines. She has three lines. Here, everybody that's in the movie and is utilized in the movie is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 the old man Logan story, but not the mo- not the story that we know. It's, the, yeah. it's more the character. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Spears called it like uh, uh, lone wolf. Like old wolf cub kind of yes yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's a samurai story it's um oh it's, it's probably more of a samurai story than than the Wolverine was yes and the, and only in because like the samurai stories are so reminiscent of like the Wild West um, genre and this was such a western I loved mm-hmm. it like there's without. Um, without spoiling anything, there's a nod of the hat to one of my all-time favorite westerns that I totally forgot. I read the novel, watched the movie in elementary school, and I was like, "Oh man, I totally forgot." Um, how which, which one? Shane. Oh, Shane. Yes. I was like, they and, actually, show. and they actually start watching it in the movie. And I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yes. I forgot how awesome Shane is. <laughs> so, yep. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that there because I'm just going to start like talking about how awesome <laughs> the movie so is. Let's just say, to- it's safe to say we're both fans. Mark yeah. will be a fan afterwards. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, well, for, I, I'm not sure when I'm going to get around to it right now. Because, well, new one, little one coming in the next yes. 10, 12 weeks. So, <laughs> so you, you know what? Time. <laughs> no, because there's 400 million things I still have to do before yeah. the little one gets here. You know what? Sarah and I did the, were, when we were expecting both the kids, we made, we made sure we went out and saw movies before, before the baby showed up and before the baby showed up and they always happen to be X-Men movies. So do yourself a favor and yeah, just make the time just you and the wifey, just like get up and go and just make a night out of it to kind of thing. And just, um, go to like landmark cinemas with like the reclining chairs or go to the VIP or something like that. And just, yeah, just indulge a little bit because yeah, it's, it'll be so worth it just to, just to have a date night. But then at the same time, just to see Wolverine, like the way he's supposed to be. Cause like so- you're a huge, you're a huge Deadpool fan. And if you think um, Deadpool lived up to the rated R uh, rating, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> now, I, I went to go see the movie opening night. Got tickets, and I said, is, is, it, is there a lot of tickets? They said, no, you know, you don't have to worry about lining up, but just, just be here about 15 minutes before. Great. So myself and, and uh, uh, another friend, uh, we go and we, we get in line. We're waiting. We're first ones. 10 o'clock show, we're, we're keeners. And they says, all right, you, you guys line up here. So we're waiting. And we're standing in front of the sign for La La Land. Okay, this is uh, just after the Oscars, so a lot of people are still interested. They're, they're all trying to go into the show. And everybody comes up to us, and they're like, is this the line for La La Land? No. Is this the line for La La Land? No. About five minutes into this, I says, you know what? The next bugger that asked me this, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> and I did. Oh, no. I was waiting for the reaction of the first person as they got to the movies to see if anybody got up and walked out. <laughs> oh, dude. be a bit of uh, shock between the difference. Whereas, you know, I, I, I was, I, I, by that point, I was already into the movie and I was just like, I wasn't going to look for them to see if I was getting any dirty looks, but you know, personally, I think it was an, it was an improvement <laughs> over what they wanted to see. Yep. Uh, uh, I heard La La Land was good, but overrated, but 
Yeah. Yes. I'm going to leave it at that because <laughs> then I'm going to start getting in. I'm going to start getting in on it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to go grab another beer. Uh, I'll take a beer break for about five seconds. I'm busy watching. I got I got a Forged in Fire marathon going on on the TV and watching that. Nice. I've still that never is, seen that. I've seen that clips from that, but from uh, guilty pleasure show. From which one? Forged Forged in Fire. What is that? It's a, it's on history, and it's a, a show. It's a, basically the it's a competition show. They take four knifesmiths or blacksmiths, and they say, "Okay, we're you're you're going to make us a knife or a weapon that can do this, this, and this task. We're going to do a nail chop. We're going to do uh, a tire slice, or you know these type of parameters. Right. Your knife has to be between this and this. And by the way, you know, and it starts off with either we're going to use this piece of steel or you have to do this challenge with this type of steel and you're learning all the different blacksmithing terms how they you know some of them are you know here's a car cut off the piece that you want and forge a weapon out of the car part nice another one it was like here's you must make a damascus steel or a you know all the the various blacksmithing techniques mm -hmm. and then after the first first round you you forge a blade they they go okay. This one's good. This one's bad. Move on to the next round. Mm -hmm. Put a handle on it. Finish the blade. Third, and then we do a competition. The last two guys they say great. Now you're going back to your home forges, and you're going to forge a weapon, a working weapon from history. And they'll say like this one I'm watching right now is you're going to make a Viking sword. Last night was you're going to make a Scottish claymore. Oh, I was going to say, are they going to make claymores? Oh, nice. Anyway, continue. Yeah, they made, yeah, and it's, but it's really well done. And, uh, it's just one of those, it's become that guilty pleasure of just watching these guys and I'm sitting there going, man, I, I want to try this. <laughs> you, know, you want to try, you know, making, you know, sitting there and just hitting the steel and forging it and making, making, you know, and you know, me with my weapons, eh? <laughs> it's like, you know, that's, you want to make that and make the handles and, and they're picking these beautiful, beautiful pieces, and then they'll submit them to these tests, and sometimes they, uh, they'll they break. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like the Scottish Claymores, they, they were shooting them with a bullet last night. They set it up, shoot it with a bullet, and it was actually splitting the bullet. Wow. And then they'll put it through. Like it, Some of the tests are kind of like, um, you ever see uh, Spike's um, Fiercest Warriors or something like that? No, it's been a while. It was, it was a TV series. Where they would take a bunch of various weapons and say, "Here's a ballistic gel dummy. We're going to shoot it with, uh, or, or hit it three times, and see if the weapon can bypass the armor." Mm -hmm. Those type of tests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, very, very cool. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of uh, cool weapons, uh, let's go back to Wolverine and uh, and Logan. Uh, one of the things that you imagine trying to forge those things. Oh man! Well, there was that guy that uh, did the uh, the DIY MacGyver of the uh, Wolverine claws that are hooked up to like the the pneumatic catch that if he like pushes it like Spider Man, like he gets like claws that shoot off his uh, shoot out of his hands. I'll see if I... I'll... Yeah, those aren't illegal anywhere. Oh, God, no. This guy this guy does a lot of crazy, like, DIY builds. So I'll have to, like, find his uh, YouTube link and uh, throw Is it in Is he the there. guy that did the Captain America shield? It might be the same guy, yeah. That, the shield was amazing. Yeah, might be the same guy. So, um... Okay. But in thinking about the Logan movie, I just wanted to, like, maybe do, like, a little, like, um... Retrospective for... Our uh, good, uh, our good fan, our good friend uh, Hugh Jackman, seventeen years of Wolverine. Uh, what were some of your all-time? Uh, what were some of your all-time favorite? Uh, I would say Wolverine Logan moments from all the Wolverine movies, like all the X Men, all the Wolverine movies. Go ahead. So, um, James, why don't you start us off? What was one of your faves? Okay, well. Mine was, I had the pleasure of working on the very first X-Men movie. So I got to see Wolverine, uh, you know, we were waiting to see what, what Wolverine was going to look like. I'd already seen Cyclops and Rogue and all the characters, Tess. And that's when Duke Gray Scott was going to be Wolverine. And when he couldn't be in, they brought in this other guy. And we knew Hugh Jackman was going to be coming into the movie. 
but nobody knew who he was or what he was going to look like. And my first first shots of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine were actually the scenes on the train uh, when <clears throat> when he's going to get Rogue and Magneto's pulling it. It basically makes him go uh, arms out and shoots him across the train, and he's cutting the uh, cutting the walls of the train as he's being forced to the back. Right, right. And the scene, you know, and and the scenes with because uh, we were doing all the VFX shots, and the scene of him in the black leather costume, wire work, f- flipping onto the top of the Statue of Liberty, and that famous shot of him, the claws coming out before he fights Sabretooth. Those were the first images that I had of Wolverine before anybody else had had a chance to see it, and I got to see it in like its blue screen you know, glory. And it was really, really cool to see the character come to life, the one that we've been reading about for years, and to see what uh, Brian Singer had, had, had in mind for the character. And then it was just to see that progression of everything that, that Hugh Jackman did was always, you know, with, with with respect to the character that people knew. And I think that's what I always liked about it was, you know, he didn't try to change it up Unfortunately, the movies and the, and the material that he was given maybe not was was not the best, but at the same time he did his his very best to stay true to the character, and and respect the fans and, and what they wanted to see. Awesome! That was a really good rant, James. Love it. <laughs> Give them what they want. So, Mark, what would be your all-time favorite Wolverine Logan movie moment? My favorite moment of all is probably that like two and a half second bit in um, X Men First Class when they try <laughs> and recruit him. Mm-hmm. Just one little line tossed off the cuff, but it is so very much Wolverine. You just stole mine. <laughs> that was what I was going to use. That's awesome. Yeah, the yeah, just like um, the hi, hi, uh, hi. We're here recruiting for a, a new school. And then, yeah. <laughs> Drops the F-bomb. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And it was just very, very Wolverine. Yeah, it was now, just so him. Yeah, He was pretty much Wolverine in all of the movies, whether they were good movies or not. He had the character down pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, that was he, probably the most the encapsulating character. moment. He, he carried the character, even though you, you saw him in other things. It was never a character like... Other other actors are like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that character. I know he embraced the character mm-hmm. very much. Right so, down yeah. to, you know, even when he's doing the Oscars and he's singing on stage and he's like, his final line in the in his opening monologue during the during those the Oscars was, "I am Wolverine." It's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he he fluked into the role. It wasn't like, you know, uh, a character like Harrison Ford that. You know, I don't want to talk about Han Solo. I don't want to talk about this. No one, don't ask me stupid questions. He's like, ask me. characters, people really took the character seriously. Mm-hmm. Ask me questions. What do you want to know? What do you want to see? And and uh, you could see the fun in the character even when when they used him later on in like Deadpool. He, you know, his likeness and everything else, and they would make fun of it and. And you you could tell like Ryan Reynolds really wanted to have that Wolverine interaction in the movie, but unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever get to see that. I know that would be that would be brilliant if they could do if they could pull it off where you've got Deadpool, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and Spider Man all in one frame, even for just even for just five <laughs> seconds. Even for just five seconds, where Deadpool grabs like Spider Man's butt or something like that, and that's just like, <laughs> hey, and it's just like, oh, it wasn't me. Look at this guy. <laughs> Points to Wolverine, and it's like, are you talking about Bub? Something like that. Like even that, I would be happy. Five seconds of Deadpool, Wolverine, Spider Man, right there. Um, yeah, no, that was yeah, Mark. You totally stole my favorite moment. So I'm gonna go with my. Uh, second and third pick, all from the first X-Men movie, where um, Wolverine walks through the metal detector at uh, Ellis Island, and it goes off, and he, like, like I think he stabs it to turn it off. 
And Scott Summers, Cyclops, shoots him like this look like, what the heck are you doing? And he snicks his claws away, but leaves the middle one, like, extended still, giving him the, <laughs> giving him the middle finger claw. I was like, oh, that was, that was awesome. And then after the whole mystique switcheroo, like, which Wolverine is Wolverine kind of thing, and Scott's about to blast him with the, with the uh, ruby rays. And he's like, wait, 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 don't shoot. And he's like, how do I know who you are? And he's like, you're an a-hole. And he's like, yep, that's him. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was perfect. Yep. Those are, those are some of my favorite, um, Wolverine, uh, moments. I'm sure there were a lot, lot more. Um, I even like the, like, even like in X-Men two, um, <clears throat> when the soldiers are coming into the school, that was like, at that moment, that was like the closest we ever got to, that I would say Wolverine unleashed, you know, yeah. in a PG environment, that was as mm -hmm. violent as he got. Yeah. And like, even like you were saying too, James, like the Wolverine, like there was, there was some violence and there was some stabbing there, but not, ah, uh, not really, not really. Like it, it could have been better. You, you never saw anything and you, and I think, you know, it was, it was, it was what we wanted, but it, this was just the, the, the uh, Logan movie is just, it's ramped right up. It's mm -hmm. just like, we know this is the last one go for broke and as we've seen you know with Deadpool and, and that there is there is a market for these R-rated movies people you know people that have grown up with this stuff ourselves and it's you're not making a kids movie these are not kids characters no people that are reading Wolverine is not the eight year old you know and if it is it's probably not a well adjusted eight year old <laughs> as you can see from people like us I think that's a valid <laughs> argument James, because it's been a long time since a lot of these characters have been characters for kids. Well, these are characters that have been around for 50 years now, in some yeah. cases. You know, and, and we've grown up with them, so there is that, that audience that has gone beyond, you know, they're not teenagers anymore. We, we don't want campy movies. And sometimes to the, the wrong extent, the people making the movies, like Warner's, well, we need a dark and brooding Superman. No, Superman is not a character that needs to be dark and brooding. But no, that being even, said, Wolverine should not be a character that is... Well, exactly. And, and But Batman can be dark and brooding. Uh, you you don't need Wolverine to be, um, you know, sunny and, hey, guys, and how are you? You know, have, uh, have him interact. He kills people. That's... That's, he's not the traditional hero. He's the samurai warrior that that needs to be, uh, you know, in close close quarters. Yep. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy needs to be campy. It doesn't need to be dark and brooding. You know, you you can't you you can mix genres and you can mix mix styles of, of movies, but be true to the character that was that that's been around for a long time. Well, even some of the characters that haven't been around for, I mean, take uh, Deadpool, who's a relatively recent character when it comes to comic books, or a Harley Quinn. Perfect example. Those are the be the, the most famous characters. You need to do them properly. Yeah. And, like, Harley Quinn is, she's effing nuts. That's, and you can't really, I don't know if you can do that properly in a PG environment. I know you can't do Deadpool properly in a PG environment. And when I heard they were thinking of doing a PG-13 Lobo movie, I was like, you definitely cannot do Lobo in a PG-13 environment. You just can't do it. See, I, I don't even think that we need a Lobo movie. I think I that's... It, it's, it's I a don't know that there's doesn't... enough people that get Lobo or... I don't, I don't really have a good gauge of how popular he is. So yeah, a, a character like Harley Quinn or Deadpool, you can't express their characteristics properly and not have elements that would push it past that kind of R boundary. Mm -hmm. like, can you really assess the way Harley Quinn feels about the Joker and that relationship and still make it a PG movie? Because I don't think so. Like, you can't yeah. show the treatment that she gets from him and make that PG. You just cannot yeah. do that. I think you can, though. I mean, we saw it, you know, Played out exactly where it started was in the animated series. 
underskilled uh, underskilled um, craftsmen. You know, anybody can use the the idea of we need to go dark, we need to go bloody, we need to go R-rated and drop the F-bomb for the shock value. It's It's got to be used appropriately, though. You know, I, I, Aaron, when we went and saw Watchmen, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. yep, you know, and we watched X Men, or, or Watchmen, sorry. You you saw the basically he used it, it was a brutal movie. It was very dark. Uh, it was very graphic. And then you watch somebody like Christopher Nolan who does The Dark Knight, and you see what happens. You know the infamous Joker, penguin uh, pencil sequence. The magic mm-hmm. disappearing pencil. Yeah, yeah. I would say both are equally violent acts. However, one yeah. is able to skillfully show and, and and convey that without having to go the whole blood and gut route. And that's what you got. Mm-hmm. Watchmen, it's like, I'm going to snap the guy's leg and, and we're going to snap it and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. It didn't need to be there. You know, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it really yeah. took away from what the story was being trying to be told. And you kind of went, ooh, somebody just took a hatchet in the head. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because, like, you bring up a good point that, yeah, Harley Quinn did start out in the animated series, and it was done, it was done very well. But to really explore that depth. I think Mark is right that you need to go R rated with that. Um, yeah, granted they really didn't do a good job of that in suicide squad, but I think for what it's worth is that, that, that psychological torture, the, the way that that relationship really evolves and continues on the way that it is, you really can't PG that at all. It's it's gonna get messy. It's gonna get violent. It has to it has to unfold in an R environment. So with that in mind, what are some what are some maybe some other comic book properties that you feel have not had the rated R treatment or need the rated R treatment if they're gonna get made into a movie? The first one I'm gonna throw out there right now that I would love to see an R rated version of is Swamp Thing. That would be an amazing movie right off the bat because it is it was done very in a very campy way in the early eighties and it was almost like a B horror movie at best, but not even. Like it was so it was so ridiculous and cheesy, and I even knew that being five years old, I still knew that was a cheesy take on the swamp thing. But the swamp thing is anything but that. And I think that in an R-rated movie, like you could tell so much more with uh, with Swamp Thing, and I think that would be my first uh, my first vote to get an R-rated treatment. So, um, Mark, I'm going to throw it to you first. Uh, what are some comic properties that you think really need the R the R-rated treatment to do them some justice and to really communicate the idea of like this is what this character needs to be fully fleshed out. Uh, first one that comes to my mind is the whole Spawn mythos. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a Spawn film or a Sam and Twitch film or whatever you want, they're, the crimes that are being sort of followed in that definitely need that treatment. Like the, there was the HBO animated series, which is... It probably could be close to an R rating. If it's not, I don't remember. I have it somewhere. Yeah, but it's been a while, but yeah, it was pr- it's that was really pretty creepy dark. As hell. It's yeah. dark. It's creepy as hell, especially the stuff with the um, ice cream man stuff like that. Is oh yeah, that's a pretty deep, creepy exploration to go down, and I think that you can't really do without without going pretty hard R. And it, mm-hmm. the very nature of the way Spawn acts to begin with is kind of, it lends itself to a little of the ultra-violent sometimes. So yeah. Spawn would be a definite. And the other one, I think Lobo, if you're going to do a Lobo movie. Oh, yes. Oh, I would love to see a rated R Lobo. Just, oh, I just don't God. know if they'd ever do it. Like, I've never really had a great gauge of 
uh, Lobo's popularity because I I like his I haven't read them all by any stretch of the imagination and I've mm-hmm. liked the ones I have read but I don't know too many other people who are like oh yeah those Lobo books they were great you, there's a few I think it's almost not... kind of like the the Wolverine of the DC universe um, but almost like a, a I wouldn't caricature even... of of Wolverine. You I wouldn't even I mean? say he's the Wolverine of the DC universe because he, there's just something about him that is just, he's the, I don't give a, you know what? Um, he's kind I don't... Of, to me, he's kind of a bit Wolverine, a bit Deadpool, but he has his own, you know what I mean? He has his own thing though. He's, mm-hmm. See, I'm just starting to read the character. I've, you know, I've, I've seen the character I've seen, and he's been around for a long time, and and uh, but I'm just starting to see like they they've brought him back recently. They tried doing a revamp mm-hmm. version of him, oh, like the kind of like, thinner version. Yeah, like the lean and slender, yeah. just like assassin type. <laughs> but, but they, they, they call back. him Glam Lobo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they brought him back as Lobo, the, uh, <laughs> the new Justice League. Batman basically makes a deal, and he's an honorable kind of antihero. And Batman says, you know, you're going to be a part of my team. I'm going to use you for good. You know, um, basically, you suit up. You know, you're, you're but part that's, of my group. Oh, but that's not how Lobo works. Lobo works. That's not uh, Lobo at all. But yeah. he's a, works he's, because there's, no. there's a code that he works by. And Batman has honored his code. And he says, okay, I'll give you a favor. And Batman says, I'm calling in the favor. What's the favor? You're going to work for me. And he says, no, I'm not. And he says, don't you honor your code. And so it's kind of this give him, give him back and forth. Now it's only been a couple of books into the new run, but I like the character, and I could see where you know people would like to see this intergalactic, bad badass, uh, bounty hunter, that's got you know the the chains and the bike and the, and you could really play with it probably a little bit more than what they did with like Green Lantern. I I think. Uh, I think that's a, a the thing that I would like to see Lobo do is just because he works as a force of nature, a force of I'm just going to show up and ruin your day force of nature. Like I would almost want to see a Lobo movie done as like a series of small stories, almost Sin City like where maybe he's the overriding connecting character between them. And he just shows up and just ruins people. And he just ruins days kind of thing. And sure, you could try it and make the stories like all like tie together very neatly. But I think his kind of story would benefit from just like a short little like some dude just walking across the street and Lobo runs over him on a space bike and just like looks back and is <laughs> like, dude, watch where you're going. You just got blood all over my bike. And like tears off, and that would be it. And I think that that's where Lobo would really shine. It's like he doesn't need plot; he doesn't need anything. He needs it. Basic. It basically so, needs so to be another way, like another machete have, movie. It, it would be Suicide Squad, no plot. <laughs> so Suicide DC Squad wants had to a plot. The plot no, it, was it, look at Margaret Robbie. That was the plot. Yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. Watch her bend over, over and over and over again. Uh, I now see why that movie sold so much. Actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just could have went and saw Wolf of Wall Street. Come on. That was actually a really good movie. I enjoyed I've, Wolf of Wall Street. I got a contact. I definitely got a contact high from that movie. Like I walked out of yeah, there feeling like, for sure. this is, so this is what it feels like to be strung out on cocaine and quaaludes. I, I never tried Quaaludes, and I'm pretty sure from watching that, I kind of know what it feels like. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Total contact eye <laughs> from that movie. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Lobo would love to see Spawn. We'd love to see James give us a... Oh, um, uh, Swamp Thing. James, what's a, another comic property you want to see given the R treatment? Okay, so mine would probably be one of... Two, if you're going to go more for the violence, the level of violence and ramping it up a little bit, and I'm not saying like hard R, like say a Deadpool, but just don't fill or don't, don't, uh, like don't pull any punches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Green Arrow and a Longbow Hunter storyline. Ooh. And it's, you know, it's, it's uh, one of the best compact, you know, dark vigilante, you know, guy shoots with a bow and arrow and he goes from being the, the, the playful guy with the, with boxing glove arrows and all the gimmicks to the guy that will shoot you with an arrow. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like the uh, Arrow, the TV show, but in many ways, he's not the same archer that you know that they they could be. He, this is more like a Robin Hood, right? Urban Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And the second one, again, keeping with my my own theme, would be the 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 storyline that they did with uh, Hawkeye. Yes, where he was. In the apartment. Yep. And it was just guy with no, you know, and he's taken on the the urban crime uh, gangsters, and it was it got really really dark. Like characters you cared about got killed. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, the 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 pizza the dog storyline. You know, guys, this is stuff that you just could be done and could be done where you really care about these characters and you get to see what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and and ramp up the the violence. See, this is a guy that shoots you with a bow and arrow. Yeah. You know, let's see that happen. So, uh, I think those would be the two that I would uh, that I would like to see. I would love to see the Hawkeye one. I would pay good money to see that one. Now that I think about it, I think we discussed this when we were talking about Deadpool last time. <laughs> when we were it's like, entirely possible. Yeah. It sounds familiar. It sounds so <laughs> familiar. Oh, maybe we're having like a time loop or something like that. I don't know. Did we just break the matrix? Maybe, perhaps. But um, but speaking of Deadpool, um, I'm going to leave it with Deadpool 2 trailer reactions. Um, Mark, I'm going to assume that uh, just because you have the internet, you at least got to see the Deadpool 2 trailer. Or the I have seen it. If maybe once or twice. Yep. Now a day being <laughs> since it came out. Now being the Deadpool expert. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, my God, I can't believe Deadpool let that guy die. And how we were all like, like, I think I was like uh, my wife and I and maybe a handful of us, I think we're laughing like out loud in the movie theater when that happened, uh, when we saw it at yep. the at the uh, start of uh, Logan. <laughs> and like I started wondering, like, should I be laughing at this? Or is this, like, totally out of, like... But, like, some people are like, no, this is totally out of character. Deadpool would never do that. So being the Deadpool expert, Mark, how far out of Deadpool's wheelhouse is this? I don't know that it is out of his wheelhouse. I mean, he is constantly reminding everybody that he's not a hero. Mm -hmm. Constantly reminding everybody that he's not a hero. And, like, random people die all the time in Deadpool comics. (laughs) Um... There's, like, implied jokes have been later on that it was actually um, Spider-Man's uncle that got murdered in the trailer. They were implying there was, like, a crossover there. Yes, I saw that. I I thought um, that was really funny. I don't know, just some random dude. Deadpool wouldn't be really that worried about. It's not out of character at all, I don't think. Yeah. I I think... Depends on who's writing them at that time. Well, it kind of with Deadpool, it kind of depends on the day of the week. You know <laughs> what he had for breakfast. He's yeah, he's not sure. I mean, the fact that he, you know, uh, they they were really playing up the campy, the 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 uh, the, the fun in it. Exactly. And, but it's but it's really. I mean, it plays also to the humor in that that storyline that was just like, you know what, a guy got murdered and we're laughing. Yep. <laughs> well, it's it's the scene from Pulp Fiction with Marvin in the back of the car all yeah. over again. Like, uh, oh yeah, you're laughing your you're laughing your head off, and there's this poor guy whose brains are all over the rearview windshield. Oh man, like, I can't believe I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> exactly. Oh wait, wait, I guess and like, it's hilarious. Oh man, I can't believe I shot Marvin in the face. <laughs> Yeah, it looks you kind of like... have to worry about yourself that you think it's absolutely hilarious, but it is absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. There was so much good in that trailer. Yes, in, in that little three-minute segment. No, everything. There was no wasted space on no. the screen at any point. Now, 
Now, was I was I imagining things, or were there like two or three different cuts of that trailer? Because there was two cuts. Because there was there the... was there was. A... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Right. No, you go. Okay. No, you go. All right. No, you go. Okay. A Canadian conversation. <laughs> yeah, Canadian argument. No, I'm sorry. No, your story. No, I'm sorry. Um... No, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No. Okay. So they, no, okay. They no, I'm sorry. You go ahead. <laughs> they did with the scene with Stanley. Yes, and, and for some reason, Stanley's cameo was cut out, and and that's why I'm looking. I I knew Stanley was supposed to be in it, and I thought, is he the old man? But which would have been like awesome. Like which would have been but awesome. At, at the same time, you know, but Stan's, you know, he's he's in not great shape, so he he's basically filmed all his cameos for the next eight movies. Yeah, and and so. When they did the, uh, they went back and, and who was it? It was, uh, Ryan Reynolds released the actual version the next day and said, it's a sad thing that he got cut out of the, the theatrical trailer. Here it is. And basically it's, he comes out of the mail or, or out of the, uh, the, out of the phone booth. Mm-hmm. And as he kind of poses for a second, Stanley goes, I love that costume. And he says, shut up, Stanley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Like it was, it was a great teaser. It was good. I loved it. I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And the gallows humor is just, just, oh, just perfect. Um, but the, like some of the rumors going around now, who's going to be playing cable in Deadpool 2? Um, I've been hearing Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I think my top pick would be Ron Perlman. I think he would be amazing as Cable. Uh, James, who would you want to see as Cable? Uh, the early favorite was Stephen Lang from Avatar. Mm. Who's, he looks like Cable, you know. Yeah. Uh, he but, basically you know, was Cable in Avatar easy. because he even got like his eye like cut out at one point, yep. didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he looks. He looks like the character stepped out of the comic book. But yeah, you know, I I would not be sad to see someone like a Ron Perlman as well. Yeah, yeah. Mark, what about you? Who would be who would be your cable pick? I think Ron Perlman would probably be my cable pick. Although there's a bunch of different people who could play him. Like, I don't see Cable as necessarily a terribly challenging role for an actor. So it's yeah. more it's look a visual. Yeah, it's, it's really look. Neat. getting a straight man to play against Ryan Reynolds. That's really it. It's it's the uh, you know um, the Dean Martin role. Yeah. If you if you're thinking of it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, who would be another good one? Yeah, I could see Pierce Brosnan doing it, maybe. But um... there's an interesting picture. Yeah. Did you see on the internet? Yeah. Pierce Brosnan, Hugh Jackman, and Ryan Reynolds. All three of them standing together. Yeah, it makes you wonder. He's so good yeah. to have Wolverine in that movie. Even if it's not Wolverine, even if it's just Hugh Jackman walks by, you know. Getting a Hugh Jackman cameo. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That would be excellent. Actually. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that would be that would be my top pick for um for cable would be uh, Ron Perlman though. Just uh yeah. Cuz if we're never going to get a Hellboy 3, in a good Hellboy three, then we got to bring we got to bring Perlman back into it, especially after Sons of Anarchy too. Like if you've like that's again, there's Cable right there for you, or even oh, Ron Perlman is Lobo. I think could uh, like as an old old Lobo. I think could work. Yeah, he's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, but I would go I would go no. Jason, I would go Jason Momoa for for new Lobo, but rats Aquaman. Ah. Oh. He's going to make a pretty decent Aquaman. If if what I've seen of the, uh, those are words that I thought movie. would never go together. Pretty decent Aquaman. I, yeah, I liked how you got decent related it to a DC film. That was awesome. <laughs> right. Hey, on. listen, I am very very hopeful. Uh, listen, I I am I am a you're huge, the last one, James. I am I am a huge DC fan. You know. I'm probably a bigger DC fan than I am of uh, than I than I am a Marvel fan. I'd agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. The TV shows have been so good, you know, and and how the universe that they've built, and then you see just how yeah. much they've dumped on. The only shining light has been, you know, the part that we were all worried about, 
was Ben Affleck. Just do the Ben Affleck movie. I, 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 I'm worried that Ben Affleck doesn't want to be in the Batman movies and that he'll walk away from it. You know, because it's that's the part that they got right. The Superman stuff they got wrong. The Wonder Woman, <laughs> no, the Wonder Woman stuff. The the new trailer came out. The Wonder Woman stuff looked promising too. The the origin trailer, yeah. I'm I, trailer. I'm just worried now that they've basically, again, with all these trailers, have shown us the whole movie and nothing is going to be a surprise. And it's okay, just going to be here's something I want to I want to go back to a little bit. In the Deadpool trailer, yeah, they used the John Williams iconic Superman theme. Yes. Okay. Now, that is something that is missing from the from the new batch of movies. Is that that distinctive? When you hear a bit of music, you can immediately tie it to the character, and it kind of sets the whole tone for the character. Yeah. And like Superman, the the iconic John Williams. Uh, Music. Um, it's, it, yeah, but you build it up, and it, it's that whole. The character itself is lighthearted. It's mm-hmm. it's Superman. You you know the characters, you know, truth, justice, the American yeah. way, the whole. And we got dark and brooding Superman, Danny Elfman, Batman. You hear that music, you immediately think Batman, Gotham City, the whole bit. We don't That's such hear... a good musical theme. I yeah. love the Danny Elfman. And it carries movie. through. And the new movies, I think one of the reasons that we really haven't tied to these characters is that what really worked and what made these people iconic and the you know, the Christopher Reeve and the Michael Keaton Batman and all these iconic versions of the characters is it's part of how how they've been handled, but also there's no identity to them beyond the movie. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you know, do you remember the theme from from Man of Steel? Um, Every time that Superman stepped on stage, does he have his iconic music? If you went back to that, the music needs to tie into the characters, especially when you're putting them all into a group. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't have any kind of, you know, the only one that the exception to that is now when you hear that 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 uh, that riff from. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah. It it's it's perfect for the character. And if you play that over <laughs> and over and over, it becomes but it be, it becomes you know Wonder Woman's there. I don't know. I, I beg to differ. I think it's annoying. It's like I you're right, they're trying to like associate it with it, but it's like it's like let's give this let's give this um let's give this synthesizer to a cat. That you know that we've just thrown on this thing and let's see what happens. Like it's like it's something already DC probably. <laughs> like it sounds already very DC to begin with. It's like, what are we gonna do for music? I don't know. What should we do? I don't know. Let's just try something. Let's just let's just throw something together. Okay, let's try. It. Go 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 go. And that's what they come up with. And it's all like. But oh they my. did try. They did try. Yeah, you know, at least you know. And I think what they abandoned <laughs> what really worked. So, You're starting to sound like a Maple Leafs fan. I it sounds bad, <laughs> but but you're like DC is trying. They're trying. They're failing repeatedly yeah. every yeah. time they make a movie. So you know what's going to happen. The last good DC movie was 1967. Was, was it the, when the Leafs won the when, cup? Was it, no, <laughs> the Dark Knight was the last good. That would be 1967. Yep. It would be the Dark Knight. Yes, because the one after that was with Bane was just like not good. Was it had as good. Yeah. Couldn't understand. No, it them. was in the not good spectrum. No, it was it in the was not, in not good. good spectrum. Yeah. I mean, I thought Anne Hathaway was a good Catwoman. Uh, I still don't really know yeah. the voice difference thing that uh, what's his face did with Batman. Some yeah, uh, gravel yeah. Batman. That was a little weird. Um, and Bane. As much as I like Tom Hardy, that was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like since then, it has just been ball drop after ball drop after ball drop <laughs> after ball drop, and a new trailer comes out, and you're like, "Oh, Aquaman's coming!" And you're like, "Yeah, it looks like no, it's gonna suck." I know it's gonna suck because it's still the same people in charge of the movies. No, no, it isn't. No, 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 no. Remember, Jeff Johns took over during Wonder Woman. 
Uh, Jeff Johns, I, I, I'm, I am really he, – he came from the Richard Donner era. I'm not going to believe it until Donner. I see it. I'm not going to believe it until he delivers. And a trailer does Thank you, is man. not enough to deliver yet. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. A trailer is his trailer. I got sucked in with Suicide Squad. <laughs> they Suicide Squad was funny for me because I was like – both me and my wife were like, yeah, we're going to watch that movie. We're pretty sure it's going to blow. But we're going to watch them. Like, it was a total – we kind of saw it coming, but went and I'm watched st- it anyways. I'm still trying to get through Batman v Superman that I bought on Blu-ray. Why did you, you buy it? You gave money for that? I do, because I'm – it's that collector's <laughs> mentality of I know it's bad, but I need it for the collection. Uh, James, you are you are the DC Maple Leaf fan. You now, are. I also – I, you know, <laughs> there are exceptions to the rules. There are certain ones that I have not bought, but I, I've got which, that. Which ones were actually bad enough to not buy? The original Incredible Hulk, or the original Hulk. And, okay, yeah, and that Ang was Lee's pretty Hulk bad. I did not buy. Oh, the and, Ang Lee Hulk? Yeah. Brooding Hulk? But brooding you see, Hulk. they got that right. They were like, oh man, we can't do brooding anymore. No, the Hulk dogs was what really, really ticked me off. Um, and the whole David Banner, Bruce Banner, Nick Nolte, yeah. what the heck is, type of fight is happening here? If you're not going to give me a character that I can punch, or it's like, hey, we mm-hmm. shot him with guns, let's shoot him with tanks, let's shoot him with helicopters, let's shoot him with... So, that character, or that, that whole storyline, I didn't get. I don't have Batman and Robin, and I don't have Batman, uh, the last one. Uh, well, Batman and Robin, and I don't have Batman Forever on DVD. Yeah, those are definitely yeah. skippable. Yep, very. Batman and Robin, I didn't get. Batman Forever, I do have it on VHS. Uh, well, that was when <laughs> Val like Kilmer was cool, sound... and we thought Val Kilmer was going to be a good Batman. But he, but... Oh, he was an awful... Uh... Okay, he was a decent Batman, but an awful uh, Bruce Wayne. Yes, yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey was a great Riddler. Yeah, I would. Jim Carrey was good as a Riddler. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones was unfortunately was a character that didn't even want to be there. Yeah. It didn't look like it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Lee complete. Jones, you want to be in a superhero movie? You know, what do I have I to suppose do? I got to get paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll need money. Yeah. So, but then, ironically, he shows up in, in Captain America. Tommy Lee and Jones. He's great in Captain America. Tommy Lee Jones. He's the staff sergeant, or the, the 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 drill sergeant. That's right for Captain America. Oh. Yeah, he is too. Yeah. Oh, Harvey Dent fighting world wars and crime, one legal one legal case at a time. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, on the DC cinematic universe? Is it going down the toilet? Is James really, really the Toronto Maple Leafs DC fan? Is he hoping for another is another cup since 1967? I mean, for another Dark Knight uh, Dark Knight movie. I I honestly don't know if it's going to happen, but I wish James all the best of uh, all the best of luck. And um, yeah, you keep uh, keep buying those tickets, uh, keep buying those tickets, dude, and uh, keep buying those uh, those Blu-rays. So <laughs> good luck with good luck with uh, good luck with finding a good DC movie. Um, I had high hopes for Wonder Woman, but. Um, that one trailer, it looks so good, but I'm just so scared now that they've shown so much. So, but, uh, what are some other uh, comic properties that you think, uh, that you think DC should just like, should they just cut their losses maybe and just go into something new? Like the R rated swamp thing. I'm telling you, let's go R rated swamp thing 100%. I need to see more, more plants and more, and more flora. Uh, disemboweling people from the inside out. I would love to see that. Um, are there some uh, are there some other movies that you think get the R that should get the R treatment? What were your thoughts on uh, the Logan movie? I was trying to find somebody to come on to the podcast with a counterpoint to the Logan movie, and we're struggling because everybody sees it for what it is is that it is awesome, and that DC will never touch a movie quite like this. Although a Lobo movie, I think, would be pretty spectacular with him running over people on a spice bike. Um, so if you want to drop us some 
fun comments, your feedback, uh, raise some questions. Hey, maybe we'll, maybe you can even pose a topic for us for one of our next podcasts. You can catch up with us at www.geekswithkids.ca. You can send us uh, a uh, Facebook message at uh, Geeks with Kids uh, podcast. You can follow us there. Uh, go to Twitter at Geeks with Kids CN. We're on Shout Engine, we're on the Google Play, we're on iTunes, uh, we're out there in the world. You can just uh, Google us and find us and follow our wonderful, awesome podcast. So thanks again, guys, for coming on to our podcast this week. It's uh, a barrel of laughs as always, and can't wait to get you guys back in here again. I want to do a, I want to bring in as many previous hosts as possible into an upcoming podcast and just have a just have a huge debate throwdown like what's better marvel versus dc are the dc movies really that awesome james can you can you defend that these dc movies are actually pretty good i don't know i don't know uh, I think no uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're man. making me rethink my life choices <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what we're here for, that's, James. That's what we're here for. The twelve-step DC uh, DC program. Yeah, we get you off yeah, of exactly. DC one movie at a time. One one movie at a time. So, thanks again, James, uh, for coming out. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm gonna go back and watch uh, Green Lantern on Blu-ray. Oh, don't torture yourself. <laughs> you got so much to live for. Come on. I'm looking for something good in there. <laughs> You're the mm. guy who bought it. <laughs> Steelbox version. Oh, dude, why? Oh, I heard you can't even sell that on eBay. What are you doing? It's just wasting space. What are you doing? Oh, it's and Mark. by Jonah Hex. Oh. <laughs> Do you think the discount pin bid people just see James coming with a big sucker right on his forehead? <laughs> to be fair, I got it for two dollars when Blockbuster was going out of business and nobody else bought it. <laughs> you overpaid, my friend. Oh, you just bought the ET. It's cartridge. also next to Catwoman. Oh man. Oh jeez, I'm not even gonna. You could probably sell the ET card. You probably more, could. <laughs> Mark, awesome. Thanks for joining us again. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. And for Geeks with Kids, Majram, have yourself a good evening. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>